Let's debunk a couple of myths about federal procurement. Myth number one, GSA Advantage is a more expensive source for commercial products like pens and paper than anywhere else. Myth number two, agencies should have access to commercial platforms like Amazon because they're easier to buy from. In his weekly feature, The Reporter's Notebook, executive editor Jason Miller writes about why both of these myths are untrue, and he joins me now in studio. So, let's start with GSA Advantage. Everybody's whipping boy, I guess, and people complain about it in this age of Amazon. What's the reality? The reality is two studies, two separate studies, looked at GSA Advantage and compared them to other pilot programs that Amazon was working with. For instance, Amazon worked with Ability One, which are the products made by people with disabilities, things like pens and pencils and paper cups and really commercial items. And they also worked with the Air Force, again, looking at commercial items. And both studies, again, Coalition for Government Procurement did the Ability One study, the Naval Postgraduate School did the Air Force Amazon study. And both of those studies, both Coalition Air and the Naval Postgraduate School, found GSA Advantage is cheaper. By far. And let me give you some statistics. Yeah. Tell us how they did this. What was the basket of products they bought? So so basically, Coalition for Government Procurement looked at 744 items that were both on GSA Advantage and offered by Ability One through Amazon through this pilot. And when they looked at just on price alone, 741 out of 744 items on GSA Advantage were cheaper. Wow. Now, let's go one step deeper into that, Tom. When you take into the fact that GSA Advantage includes requirements for minimum order quantities, like you just can't buy one pencil or one pen, while on Amazon, there are not minimum order quantities, GSA Advantage was still cheaper 72% of the time. And the difference, even with minimum order quantities, the difference was 58% difference. So GSA Advantage was 58% cheaper on average than Amazon for the ability one. Now, let's real quick take a look at the Naval Postgraduate School study. This was by Air Force Captains Holland Cantor and Tabitha Gomez back in December 2017. And they said out of 300 vendors that offered 60 comparable items, GSA Advantage was offered the lowest priced 80% of the time, 241 times out of 300. So two totally different non-related shows that GSA Advantage, again, going back to myth one, is, is indeed cheaper than Amazon and probably other commercial platforms. And do they know the mechanism that is producing that pricing differential? How does that happen? Well, the government is a huge buyer, right, Tom? I mean, we talk about this all the time. The government should buy by volume, and that's what the schedules have done. The schedules for years have said, you're going to give us your best price, and we're going to put it on the schedule. Now, is that a best price of one, or is that a best price of what? And I think that's where this comes into play. The other piece of this, Tom, is... There are rules in federal procurement that tell vendors you need to give us your best price for a quantity of one. Now, just because you buy one and it's a dollar a widget, if you buy 100, it could be 50 cents a widget. So GSA and the government establishes usually what they call a ceiling, and you can only come down from that ceiling. Amazon and these other places, there's different motives, profit being the main one, I would assume, uh, that does not lead them down the path of the same quantity, and there's no guarantees either. Government, less guarantees, but you know who's buying Versus Amazon, you have no clue really who's buying from a guarantees perspective. Yeah, so they really have different mechanisms altogether. One is almost open spot market. The other is pre-negotiated to some degree. And so I guess the vendors maybe anticipate the volumes while giving the price. You can buy one, but they know people aren't going to buy just one. And based on history, too, you can look back and say, okay, well, let me see who's bought pens and pencils in the last 100 years from the government and how many they've bought. And we probably saw some spike in the 1930s and 1940s, and it's slowly come down into the 80s and 90s and 2000s. But the point is they know what the market looks like. 
in the in, in the commercial market, you have no idea who's going to buy pens and pencils. Today, you could buy a dozen pencils, and you may not buy another dozen for a year. Sure. Well, last time I bought them, I bought 500. Don't ask me why. We're speaking with Federal News Network's Jason Miller. And uh, what about the easier-to-use myth? Because people figure the government platform is always going to be more complicated. And in many ways, both studies, yes, found that, that Amazon was easier to use. But it's not so much easier to use that it would stop people from from buying it. And and these are there are things that can be done to fix GSA Advantage to make it easier to use. But for instance, the Coalition for Government Procurement found that uh, the Ability One Amazon Pilot was more user friendly, easier to find products thanks to a landing page and search logic. Uh, there were even some pop ups that came up like, hey, if you bought this, you may be interested in that. Very common. But you when you and I go to Amazon or any you know, uh, other commercial platform, we see those kind of suggested buys, but it's not a, oh my goodness, it's such a big difference. A lot of these uh, vendors, a lot of these studies found, and even the Naval Postgraduate School found that people who were used to GSA Advantage were used to GSA Advantage and, and that's what they used and that's what they liked. But younger people, specifically the Naval Postgraduate School actually broke down by male, female, age, and, and time in government. And they also found, for instance, that if you are used to GSA Advantage and you know how it works, you actually like that better a strong majority of the time than G- than Amazon.com. Very interesting. So it's not that GSA Advantage is better or worse for, or easier, but it's not as bad as people think. And I think that's the myth we're trying to debunk here. Well, yeah, once you learn to play the violin, then you know how to play that instrument and you're comfortable with it, I guess, is the mechanism there. Now, GSA, of course, has a legislative mandate to explore the establishment of a marketplace similar to Amazon or something like Amazon. What do these two studies say about that? Do they have any effect on what GSA is doing? So neither study went into the depth to give GSA, for instance, recommendations to do it or don't do it. But, Tom, after reading these two studies and and just seeing the overwhelming evidence, my feeling, and and I think that there's a lot of people in the community are starting to feel this way, is that maybe GSA should just fix GSA Advantage and not go down this path of a whole new marketplace GSA Advantage is not perfect. People, there, there, there are some serious problems with it. And FAS Commissioner Alan Thomas over GSA understands that there are things that they can do to make GSA Advantage better, make the schedules program overall better. He has a schedules modernization program. I would recommend, based on my experience of covering this, that they let those actions take their course and not try something new. And I think Congress really does need to step in here and say, Hold your horses. You have six months, a year, whatever the time frame is to fix GSA Advantage and make it more commercially focused, user-friendly, easier to use, or we're going to go back down this path of any marketplace. But it seems to me and lots of other people, it's a big waste of money sure. to just launch another platform. And if there was another platform, the volumes would not be that big that it would make any difference to, say, a company like Amazon. So I'm going to propose that Jeff Bezos simply donate the technology to upgrade GSA Advantage and everybody be done with it. If you remember, Tom, you and I had this conversation about uh, 18 years ago when somebody donated some technology for uh, USA.gov, the, the the first first Gov search engine. Remember that problem? Oh, that was an yes. Story well, you've got better memory than I do. News. Was it 18 years ago? Well, that it was, we were it was, it was a this? while ago. How about that? Unbelievable. All right. So um, while we have you, one of your favorite soapbox issues is in this week's notebook, GSA Schedules and Transparencies. We've got about a minute. What's going on there? I got a question. Hey, Jason, have you heard what's going on with the new eBuy Open GSA First Pilot? And my answer was, well, let me look into it. GSA actually just posted an update to this transparency effort, listing 16 requests for quotes that the agency has awarded and then has has made public on FedBizOps.gov. So progress is being made. Yay. Here's the here's the catch, Tom. FedBizOps, the worst 
website in government. That's and, well known. I yeah, think we said I'm, that 18 and, years and ago, I'm too. Still, I'm still going to call it out for what it is. Here's the challenge, Tom. If you look at the listing that GSA gave you and you do a search on FedBizOps for the award number or the RFQ number, nothing comes up. I actually found it only through a third-party site who then linked back to the FedBizOps notice. This, If they want to do transparency, Bad. fix FedBizOps too so that way you, the people who are looking for these RFQs can find them and make a decision about whether or not to, to, to apply to get on the schedule. Federal News Network's Jason Miller, Office Soapbox as always. Thanks so much. My pleasure, Tom. Be sure to check out his notebook now online at federalnewsnetwork.com.